You're listening to Life Church Podcast with Pastor Bill Carpenter. Let's look at God's Word for just a moment, and then I'd like to talk to you, and I'm going to invite some of the people of Life Church up to join me in a few minutes and uh, let them talk to you as well this morning. Uh, but we're going to look at Acts chapter 4, uh, beginning at verse 27 here. Um, and I'd like for you to just, just sort of look at just, just a few verses here, okay? Um, it says in Acts chapter 4, beginning at verse 27, For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats... And grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. And while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon all of them. This is um, a unique little passage, and I just sort of pulled it right out of the story of Acts there. There's so many amazing things in the book of Acts that you can look at about the growth and the development of the early church, and in particular about the work of the Spirit. Um, And what I did is I just pulled this out. This is a prayer that is being prayed. It is being prayed just right after some some heavy persecution against some of the apostles for having spoken boldly about Jesus Christ to people uh, in the city. And, uh, and so those who had gathered there in that particular spot, in that house, they had begun to pray. And they were praying really for deliverance here, if you will. Um, and they were, they were asking God to do something here uh, so that they could continue to flourish and they could continue to share the gospel. And, and the Bible here speaks of this, that as when they had prayed, uh, in particular verse 31 that the place there where they were gathered, where they had assembled together, that it literally shook, that there was, it, it was almost as if there was like an earthquake or something going on. It, it shook with the presence of God. And it says that at that point, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and when this happened, there is something that was a correlation to being filled with the Spirit that is re- referenced in other passages of Scripture, and that is that they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Now, these people suddenly had a level of boldness that they did not have moments before. Keep in mind, they're a, they're a bit afraid. They're huddled into a house. There's a lot of, of adversity going on around them in the city. People are being persecuted for their faith, for their belief in God, in Christ. And so they're having to be secretive, if you will. And so they, these other apostles and disciples have been arrested And uh, it's because of their faith, because they were Christians. And so this group huddles together and they are praying. They're asking God to be merciful. They're asking God for this deliverance, if you will. All right. And as they do, something amazing happens. God 
intervenes in a unique and powerful way. And he does this, first of all, by demonstrating his presence in a very tangible way. The house begins to shake. But then after that, there's a more long-term evidence of the Holy Spirit at work. And that is that these people began from this point on, not just in the moment, but from this point on, they began to share the gospel with boldness. They had such a confidence and they had such an assertiveness and such an assurance as they are sharing about Christ. And it's very marked. It's very different. Now, the message that I am sharing with you today is not one to try to convince you to change your personality. Some of you are very loud and you are very boisterous and uh, you're very outgoing. And uh, some of you are very opinionated, you know. Some of you share all of this with others uh, at the drop of a hat. A few of you are just absolutely annoying. But it's really good, all right? It's absolutely wonderful. And you have such a, a courage and such a bonus. But some of you are sitting here and you are of a quieter spirit. And you're not overly talkative. And you're very careful, all right? And there's nothing wrong with that either. This idea of the boldness and the ability to share your faith is not a personality changer. It's just a game changer. It's something that happens inside of your particular personality that gives you the ability to do something that you maybe wouldn't have done prior. And it's all because of the presence of God. And so... When these individuals began to seek God, God began to move on them and he began to give them his spirit. And so throughout the New Testament, we see various places where the spirit of God came upon people. The spirit of God filled people. Uh, people experienced the spirit of God. This is said in different ways. But one of the most marked attributes of those people who were filled or touched or experienced by, by the spirit of God is that they had a boldness to share Christ with others. They had a unique sense of uh, urgency and even, for some of them, ability. And that ability, this is what I want you to understand, that ability could work in different ways. For instance, people who were, were quieter and, and not so outgoing or outspoken could now suddenly, with confidence, speak about Jesus. And people who were overly boisterous and maybe more spontaneous than they should be suddenly felt a tempering to be able to understand and discern when it was right to speak about Jesus and so what we have is same personality but a greater ability to be effective for God and so that's what I want to challenge you and I on is that we not get goofy and crazy and we not go prone to gimmicks and such to try to share Jesus, but that we understand that we have this ability through the Spirit of God to be able to do exactly what God wants us to do, and that's to share Him with the world. And so I want to challenge you and I that we begin to see that there's a marked difference between the church of the New Testament before Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit and after Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, when he first said, 
be filled with the Spirit to the early apostles and disciples. They were huddled in a little room just after the crucifixion, just days after the crucifixion, awaiting Pentecost when the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit would come upon the earth. But he goes and meets with them through a miraculous way and says to them, peace, just be calm, be at peace. And then he says, I want you to be filled with the Spirit. And it says that he breathed upon them. And they were filled with the Spirit. And what happened is that they moved away from being huddled into this little, little house, if you will, to this place of being willing to go out in the midst of adversity and, and for some of them, risk of life, and start to share Jesus with others and to share his teachings. So this is a mark of the church, folks. This is what the church does. You share Jesus in, in wonderful, unique ways that are typical of you as an individual. You are able to share Jesus with other people in your particular sphere of influence. People that you are around, that are accustomed to you. That are accustomed to your personality. That are accustomed to your ways. And you're able to open up and to, in in a very bold and wonderful kind of way, a very delightful way, you can share Jesus with those people. And so we need to understand that this is something that we don't get away from. We, we, can't, we can't move away from this place. Peter and John and the others had been preaching the gospel and many were being saved. Uh, the Jews, uh, they were threatening them. They told them not to preach anymore. The disciples have gathered here and they're praising God and they're quoting scripture and they're praying here. And as they do that, this verse, verse 31 occurs. And that should not be any different for you and I today. We should be able to seek God and join in with one another in unity and harmony in his house. We should be able to worship God, do these things, and pray together. The difference for you and I is that we're free to do it. Whereas the early apostles and disciples were not free to do it. And some of you have been to countries where you didn't have that freedom to do that. And we'll go again. But the amazing thing is you and I have it. We've got it. And so we need to be this same kind of church that is filled with the Spirit. I remember when I first became a Christian many years ago, um, I was um, bold. I was um, adamant. I I was strong-willed. I mean, I went in there like, okay, everybody, I was the guy that was the hippie with the long hair, on drugs, uh, freaked out over there in the corner. Now, look at me. And you need to be just like me. And you need to do what I do. And you need to get saved. And you need to get right with God because you're going to hell. You know, uh, crazy stuff. Only, Only to have them all just start pushing back away from me. I'm not talking about that kind of crazy stuff. I'm talking about a legitimacy that says, hey... There is an ability for you to, re- to receive peace and the assurance of your eternal life and to carry that with you and to know God and to worship Him and to be filled with His Spirit and to share Him with others. So I'd like to share that with you. That, that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And you can do that wherever you are in, in a variety of different ways and the Holy Spirit will help you to do that. All right? So... So the death and the resurrection of Christ brought the Holy Spirit to us. The Holy Spirit is the indweller of the church, 
All right? So we have the Holy Spirit working on our behalf. Now, here's what happens. When the Holy Spirit begins to work on behalf of the church, in the church, with you, you begin to change. You begin to be able to do things that you maybe would not have done prior to that experience as the Spirit begins to deal with you, as the Spirit begins to speak into your heart. Some of you, you, you hear things very clearly from God. Others of you, it takes a lot of effort or, or work for you to be able to clarify that this really is God, all right? Again, we're not, the Spirit is not taking you out of your personality. He is using you as you were created by God, all right? But, but the amazing thing is it is marked throughout these scriptures, and we could go through a number of them here. It is marked that God fills individuals. God touches the heart of an individual and causes them to be willing to do something they would not have done prior to that time. And that is the mark of the church, all right? And so, so today, I hope that as you leave here, you are going to be very aware that this could happen to you. Matter of fact, it could happen to you today before you even leave, all right? The, the Holy Spirit is not limited to waiting on me to finish this sermon, all right? I know what some of you are thinking right now. Well, you'd have to wait a while if, it's, if you're the one preaching. I, I got that, okay? All right, I got that. But God can speak to you now, even as as I'm speaking to you, even as you're thinking about something else that you're going to do today or, or who you're going to eat with for, for Mother's Day brunch or whatever, the, the, the Spirit of God can invade all of these things. And He has invaded the church. And the mark of the church now, folks, if you go through these scriptures, is that when those who are of one heart and one soul, as we talked about in this passage we read at the beginning, God begins to work in that unity. And what he does is he sins. He sins. And that's what we want to talk about today. God has the ability to send you anywhere he chooses. And I would challenge you to think differently maybe than you have before. And that is that wherever I am going, it's not because I am choosing to go or because some dynamic in my life or in my career or whatever has sent me or is sending me but I am going to where I am going every day of my life. I am going there being led by the Spirit. And so the Spirit has purpose in where I go. The Spirit has purpose in what I do. The Spirit has purpose in the people that I encounter along the way. And so every appointment becomes a divine appointment. Every situation becomes unique to the Spirit of God. Everything that you're doing is surrounding God's will for your life. And I believe that's happening here in Life Church. And I believe that Life Church is becoming more and more marked as a church of the Spirit. All right? I'm not, again, I'm not talking about, you know, gimmicks and, and, and crazy things. But I'm talking about a church that is marked by prayer. When, when, when you look through these passages of Scripture and you see that there was a great power that came upon the church and it was the Spirit of God, not man, there's one thing that you can see in every encounter where the church gathered and the gospel was preached and the Spirit of God moved. Acts chapter 2 verse 41 says 3,000 people came to Christ. Acts chapter 5 verse 14 says that multitudes of people were converted. Acts chapter 4, verse 4 and 5 says over 5,000 people accepted Christ. Acts chapter 6, verse 7 says numbers of people multiplied and added to the church daily. 
All right. So this is something we take note of as believers is that there are certain significant things that happen again and again and again and again. And every time the Spirit of God moves on the New Testament church, there are people who are added to the church and people who are being sent out. So these are two marks of the church that I think we need to have in our lives as well. All right. So we need to have the same common goal as the early church did, and that is that we're going to share Jesus Christ. And we do that through the power of prayer, um, and and God produces growth, but not just growth so that we can grow here. It's exciting that we're growing here. It's exciting that we're thinking about uh, possibly expanding uh, onto this facility at some point down the road. Uh, It's exciting to see uh, a lot of young people in, in Life Church. Uh, that all those things are, are really great. So it's great to see all of our kids. We're out of space again for all of our little ones out there uh, right now. And, uh, and so we, we've got to do something, all right? But ultimately, the intent of growth is not so that we can grow and say, well, look at us. We're getting bigger, and this is sweet. It is so that we can understand what God is wanting to do. And if we are growing, God is wanting to send people out because that is what God does. All right? And so we have to, we have to understand that, that, that we take our eyes off ourselves, and uh, we take our eyes off others and we look at what God is wanting us to see. And so what I've done this morning is I've asked several of the people. There are more than what I've asked today to, to, to come up. But I've asked several people to come up today. Uh, and you'll probably get to hear from some more later or we'll showcase them uh, later, especially some of the team uh, that's going to Brazil because not all of them have had their interviews yet and, 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 and done all the work necessary. Um, but what I want to do is, is I've asked a number of people to come up here and I want them to share with you in particular uh, who they are, obviously, um, because they're all, uh, I, I believe every one of them is a covenant member of Life Church here. Uh, but they are uh, uh, going to be going different places. Um, and they're going to be sh- sharing with you where they're going and what they're going to be doing and uh, how you might pray for them and that sort of thing, okay? Uh, so if all of you will just kind of like come up here now with me, um, I'm going to give you the chance to, to share. Uh, so come on. Let's go. Now, I have, I have a twofold purpose in doing this, all right? Uh, my purpose, actually, it's more than twofold. It, but, but I have two things I want you to First of all, I want you to see what God is doing, that what the Spirit of God is doing in sending people out, all right? I want you also to see the effect that Life Church will be having literally around the world. Uh, so keep, keep those kinds of things in mind. Um, but I also want you to see that um, there is an ability for God to call someone to go anywhere. And I don't want you to leave here today going, oh, well, that was cute, that was sweet. Uh, they're going here, they're going there, they're doing this, that'll be great. Uh, no, I want you to understand that if God can call any one of these to go somewhere, he can call you, all right? And, um, and there are some old people going too, and we, we might showcase one or two of those before it's all over with, uh, but just not today, okay? So it's not like all of you who are older can sit out there and say, oh, okay, well, all the young people get to go around the world. Baloney. 
Um, that's not the case. Uh, God can call anyone, okay? So uh, I'm going to start at the far end over here uh, with Brianna, and uh, they're going to introduce themselves, and they're going to talk to you, and we're just going to go along here. And then at the end, we're going to pray for, for them uh, today as we are sending them out over the summer. Uh, I wanted to do this before all of our young people left for their, uh, their summer break, so uh, uh, th- that's why we're doing it here on, on Mother's Day. But just keep in mind that... Um, Every one of these people represented here, uh, there's, there's a mother and a father behind them that has, has dearly loved them and prayed for them and cared for them and encouraged them along the way um, to get them. And then they've been put in this church for such a time as this. And they are here now, and they are doing some amazing and wonderful things for God. So let's listen to what those things entail this morning. Okay, Brianna. Is it on? There you go. Is that on? There we go. My name is Brianna Berkland. I'm a freshman at Augustana College, and I'm majoring in elementary education. And last summer, I had the opportunity to travel to Uganda, and Pastor Bill has been talking about how the Holy Spirit changes your heart, and I tell you what, he is not kidding. Um, That's exactly what God did. I thought going to Africa, I was like, oh, yeah, Africa, I'm going to change the world. But God did so much more work on me than I did any work while I was there. So I decided to go back this summer, and I'm bringing my parents along with me so they can get a little taste of exactly what I experienced. I think God ultimately is calling me to live there someday, and I'd love to teach in the schools. Or I'm not really sure what he's going to do. He's, he's got a little plan somewhere. Um, a lot of the things that we do in Africa, or that I did last summer, was just building relationships with the people. So we would walk the village streets and help with laundry or play with the kids or help with meals, everything. Um, and then during the week, we would go out and teach in the schools or go to the hospitals and pray for the people there. We would do a lot of elderly outreach, so going and doing a Bible study with them or just talking with them. They love to share stories about their life. Um, so, yeah, the, is, any other How can we pray on? for you, Brianna, as you go this time? Um, safe travels for my parents and I. And just that, I don't know, God would... Help us to do whatever he's got planned for us this summer and, um, yeah, reveal himself to us. All right. Awesome. My name is Chase Jensen. I'm a sophomore at USF. Um, And this summer I have the opportunity to go to Cairo uh, with the missions organization called Live Dead. Um, And so last year I... Uh, I thought I was going to be a youth pastor, and I was pretty set on that my whole life. Felt pretty called to that. Um, but then freshman year, spring break, I got to go to Twin Cities and hang out with my sister for a while. And I went to a convention for youth pastors in Minnesota. Um, and I was like, that's cool. That's what I want to do, so I'm glad I get to go and do that. But they had a guy come in, the director of Live Dead, and he shared with the all the youth pastors of Minnesota um, so I got to hear his spiel about their organization and what they're doing, but then just a big call to missions that he wanted them to share with their students. Um, and so I got to receive that right there. Um, and since then, my heart and path, I think, has been changed a little bit, and so I see myself doing missions more. Um, and I don't exactly know what that's going to look like. Um, but I have this op- awesome opportunity now to go this summer with the organization, and so I'll go and be a part of them. And what they're doing in Cairo is um, they're a 
strategic church planning network is kind of what the organization does and so cairo is their training center and the teams go to cairo and get trained and then they get sent out into the arab world and so i'll get to participate in that training and help with them and they also run a language center there teaching english so i'll get to help out teaching english and then i'll study arabic while i'm there and participate in team life, do missiology training and culture training, and um, then we'll have church services. We'll go to Arabic church, which will be something um, interesting. Um, And so that's sort of what I'll be doing while I'm there, hanging out, be very relational and trying to meet people and then get them plugged in with people who are going to be there a little bit longer than I. Um, But for praying for me, um, pray for... Um, just that the Lord would meet me there in Cairo and that he would use me um, greatly, that I would be able to have an effect there. Um, I would really like to um, not just go just for me to have an experience or something, but I'd like to be useful while I'm there to the organization and help them in whatever way I can. Um, And then also for safety. Um, It's not illegal to be a Christian in Cairo, Um, but it's illegal to proselytize. They don't like a lot of conversion. Um, And so, obviously, that's what we want, Um, and no one's trying to be a hero over there or throw their lives away. Um, So they're very smart, and they have a lot of good procedures and things in place, but just for safety for the organization and then for travel to get there and back would be good. And then lastly, for studying Arabic, that's going to be wild. So I should use some prayer for that. Chase, how long are you going to be there? I'll be there for six weeks. Josh, let me just preface your, Josh is going to share with you about the trip to Brazil, um, and there's a lot that Josh doesn't even know yet. He's, he's uh, jumping into this uh, without a, a whole lot of knowledge. The reason for that is because none of us know exactly what we're going to be doing part of the time that we're there, uh, but we will be um, involved in a, a huge youth conference that is geared to challenging young people. Uh, especially uh, older high school students and college students, uh, to going to other countries to, to be missionaries and to serve in some way. Um, and some of us, uh, and Josh might be one of those, who w- we will be actually teaching in plenary sessions and breakout sessions and that sort of thing. But the second week, we will actually be flying up to the Amazon River. Uh, we'll land at a city called Belim, right on, on the Amazon. And from there, we'll take a boat in, into uh, the Amazon uh, area. Uh, and we will go to different villages, and we'll be sleeping along the way there um, and uh, sharing the gospel and uh, helping villagers in whatever way uh, we might be able to help them, okay? Uh, so that's kind of what Josh is going to be doing, so I'll let him fill in the rest of it for you. I'm Josh Tuttle, originally from Burke, South Dakota, but a sophomore at USF right now, majoring in chemistry and secondary education. Um, before this whole year, I really wasn't open to the idea of missions or going on missions trips or anything like that, but just through a lot of different, um, mediums, God has spoken to me, um, and just brought to life this idea of going and serving, um, and Pastor Bill basically told me I have to go to Brazil, um, but no, I just, um, as he first mentioned it, I was like, okay, that's cool, but. I still don't know if that's something for me, Um, um, but as I just kept thinking about it, I really felt uh, the Spirit just really nudging me to go and nudging me um, 
to something greater there. Um, um, and just looking forward to the, the conference that we'll be doing there and, um, and helping with people's physical and spiritual needs there as well. Um, but yeah, right now, I guess, um, in terms of where I'm at with all this mission stuff right now, um, really feeling led to different things um, like uh, clean water work, um, maybe teaching someday in a different country, um, and helping in that way, or maybe even Bible translation. I don't really know yet. Um, so I guess specifically for prayer, when I'm at this um, missions conference down in Brazil, that um, that God would speak to me, that I, he would make things more clear to me, um, and just to see the path that he is making straight for me. Um, and for safety, I guess. Hi, my name is Luke DeBoer. Um, I'm a sophomore at the University of Sioux Falls. And uh, this summer, my, fa- my fiance and I will be going to La Ceiba, Honduras. Um, we'll be there for seven weeks this summer. Um, and like Bill said, we don't always know exactly what we're going to be doing. Um, but God's kind of given us a few clues, but we're kind of just waiting on him a little bit too. Um, personally, um, I think I'll be working in a school and being able to teach some English and also um, set examples for children. Um, there's a lot of uh, crime and stuff in Honduras, so that's maybe something to keep as a prayer request, but just for the people of Honduras. Um, and, yeah, we'll also have opportunities to like go on to day trips often to smaller villages throughout Honduras and have opportunities to evangelize and preach. Um, and so we're really excited about that. That's something that we really are passionate about and that we want to do. Um, but yeah, I can let Rachel tell a little bit more about what she's going to be doing. Hello, I'm Rachel Thornton. Um, in five days, I'll be a senior nursing student, so that's exciting. Um, I'm going to be working at Project Hope Clinic in Honduras, which is a clinic that's run by a doctor, a nurse, and there's also a dentist there. And so I'm going to be working with them, um, seeing lots of different infectious diseases and malaria and typhoid fever and so different things that I don't necessarily get to work with very much here. But um, I'm definitely excited to see what God has for me and for Luke there. Um, Yeah, we'll be working during the week um, in the La Cieva area. But then on the weekends, we might do trips off to different villages, up into the mountains, um, just evangelizing in different areas. So, yes, Honduras is a very um, violent and gang-ridden country. Um, So just definitely for safety for us and that we would, um, God would use us to impact the youth and the young people that we're working with there. And um, just that I would know what I'm doing (laughs) in the clinic. So, um, yeah, and for safety and travel. So. All right. Isn't that amazing? That's a, that's a lot of touch. That's a lot of reach out from one small church uh, here in Sioux Falls. Uh, but I wanted you to hear that and see that visually today because I, I think that that's part of what Life Church is always going to be about, and I think we're going to see more and more of that of God sending people out. We talk very much about growing, and we talk about a lot about not wanting to cap our growth, not believing that capping is, is even biblical, to say that, well, we're just going to stay this size and we're not going to grow anymore. Uh, and at the same time, we have limitations of facilities and such. So it's like, what do we do? And one of the ways that you grow uh, is, is what is called addition by subtraction. 
meaning that as some people are subtracted out of the local equation, it allows for more people to be added in. And so as, as God is sending people out to different places, and uh, I think you heard from two or three of these that there's this inclination within them already that this isn't just going to be a short-term or a mid-term summer uh, gig for them, but that eventually at some point they feel very much called into full-time ministry uh, in another country. Uh, the majority of these people sitting here in front of you, if not all of them, I'll bet you, if I were a betting man, that one day they're going to be living full-time and doing ministry in another country, and it'll be far away from Sioux Falls. Uh, but the amazing thing will be is if they're going there because Life Church in Sioux Falls has the ability to send them there, uh, and that we are doing that, that we are actually uh, becoming more and more Moravian in our approach to prayer and to missions uh, than, uh, than not. Um, and that is, and if you don't understand the Moravian movement, just Google it and, and, and read about it. It's quite a tremendous movement, born out of prayer, but they sent people to many, 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 many countries. And some of those Moravians, uh, not to scare any of you, I, I think these guys up here, a lot of them already sort of have the the, the sense that they would be a martyr if they had to, but they're not going to be stupid about it, uh, that they would go. They would go at the risk of, of personal life. Uh, but uh, a lot of those that went out from the Moravian movement uh, actually said, you know, we're going knowing that we will never return. That's an amazing thing uh, for someone who is willing to lay down their life just as Jesus did. Um, so I, I want us to, to, to not only just, you know, encourage these guys and bless them, but I want us to pray for them today. Um, and this is sort of like sending them out. We're, go- we're going to pray over them today that they're going to go in the name of Jesus and they're going to do uh, some amazing works uh, for God. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fun to hear about what happens over this summer. And hopefully they're going to be able to alert us to a few things. Uh, and especially if they need additional prayer, they'll be able to, to, to tell us that. And We'll get that out to you. You'll be getting a, a, a sheet with everybody's little dossier on it uh, showing uh, you are telling you where they're going to be, what time frame they're going to be there, and some of these prayer requests that they, they are asking for, okay? Uh, so I'd like to pray for them. So if you would, all of you, would you just stand with me again? Um, and we're, going to, we're just going to pray over them at this time. Um, and... Um, yeah, then we'll be, uh, we'll be dismissed after that, okay? Thank you for being willing to do this. This is a, an awesome, awesome experience. And uh, uh, you, you, I'm confident that you will represent this ministry uh, in the best of light uh, as you go. I'm more confident that God is with you and that he will be there to meet you and that he will empower you to do the things that you need to do, okay? Um, Brianna's parents... We all don't know you that well. Some of us haven't met you yet today, but we know who you are from her. Uh, she has shared uh, you with us, and uh, you're a, a great, great uh, testimony to parenting. Um, she's quite a lady, uh, and I've enjoyed trying to settle her down a little bit. Uh, I haven't done it very much, but, but she just keeps coming back up, you know, uh, with all this energy and this passion uh, for overseas. But if you're comfortable, would you like to come and stand with your daughter? And uh, we would love to include you in this prayer today uh, with her because you're going along. She has pulled you right into this uh, this adventure of her life, and that's, that's really sweet. Um, so yeah, let's pray.
Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, your Son. We ask you that you release the power of the Holy Spirit upon these young men and women, and Brianna's parents as well. We pray, Father, that this is not a fleeting thing, but this is a doorway into many opportunities to do some amazing things for you. We pray that you will use every one of these young people for your glory. We pray that you'll give them much wisdom and much understanding in their preparation. We pray, Lord, that their hearts would be dealt with deeply. We pray that you would give them wise, sensible uh, direction for stewarding their resources and their finances. We pray, Lord, that you would help them to be disciplined in their own personal lifestyle so that they can be the most effective that they possibly can be. We ask you, God, to give them a wonderful network of supporters around them. We pray, Father, for some abiding and deep relationships wherever they set their feet. We pray that on their travels they would encounter people who would be generous and gracious and helpful to them. We pray that there would be a spirit of protection that would just cover them, that you would keep them safe, that you would guide every step of their way. Your word says you order the steps of the righteous. Order their steps. Let them have ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking to them. We ask you to just silence all the other voices. We pray, Father, that each of them would uh, just grow in their own holy boldness and their courage. Build their faith. Give them great compassion for the people groups that you send them to. Let mercy abound in their lives. Let them be men and women of justice. We pray, Lord, that you give them a plan of action and that you give them uh, support from their own families. We pray, Lord, that uh, as they go, that they go in the name of the Lord. They go in the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. That they go in the sovereign will of Almighty God. And that as they go, it brings you great glory and honor and praise. Touch this earth. You have called us. Your word says we are to go into all the world and to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching those people those things that they are to observe. We ask you to use these people to do that work. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You get to uh, encourage them in leaving today. Uh, but also, all of them have expenses uh, going uh, while they are there. Uh, if you would like to give to any of them personally, you can do that. Or if you want to give through Life Church, uh, you can do that. Again, note the name of the person that you are wanting to bless, uh, and they will greatly appreciate any support that you can give them. All right? Love you. Love being your pastor. Have a great day.